yeah. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, everyone out there in the land. And how are you today? Welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. And I'm your host, Greg. So although things, right, right when you thought were getting better, it seems as though that in certain spots in the country, as well as New York, that these COVID-19 coronavirus numbers are beginning to spike again. It was expected, but it just has you nervous a little bit because, like I said, although some lives have been changed permanently, um, things right when they seem to not, I don't want to say get better, but just be at a point where you could survive. Now it might go back to being to what it was. You just got to pray, be positive and take it one day at a time. Like we've been doing for like the last seven, eight months. And this isn't the positive quote. This is just one of my mantras. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. And when you feel down and out, that's something that you got to think about. And something else I want you to think about is Saturday afternoon, your must, your man cave huddle, college football must watch games of the weekend. Now there's a lot of games going on tomorrow. There's just there, there's I'm talking like you walking into a buffet and the cook just finished cooking everything and everything is hot and steamy and you don't know what you want to eat first, but you just want a little bite of everything. Well, you know what? I'm gonna be the guy right now to just let you know what the menu is and you get to choose what you want, when you want, how you want. Now, look, I've been told that I give a lot of detailed information in these episodes. And, you know, sometimes you just want um, what I basically said. You're at a buffet. You take a couple pieces of chicken. You take a couple pieces of broccoli. You take a couple pieces of this and that. And you put it all together. You're not going to have just a chicken plate. So let me know what you think on how I've done with my adjustments. So saying that, all these games are going to take place on Saturday, tomorrow. Uh, October 10th. The first game up is going to take place at high noon, 12 noon on Fox. And this is going to take place in Dallas, Texas at the Cotton Bowl, where this is the Red River Shooter, a classic rivalry. One taking place between the number 22nd ranked team in the country, Texas Longhorns, who come in at 2-1, taking on the unranked Oklahoma Sooners, who are 1-2. and two. Now, the overall record for this matchup, Texas leads. They are 62 wins, 48 losses, and five ties. Now, under Coach Herman, Texas, they are 22-2 and two without rushing their opponents. Now, what you want to do first and what Texas, their formula to success has been is they want to score fast to keep you off balance defensively. What I mean by that is in the three games that they've played this year, they've had nine drives of two minutes. Seven drives of 90 seconds and three drives of one minute. Now, I know they like to outrush their opponent, but it looks to me as if they want to get the lead in a hurry and then just bludgeon you to death with the run. Now, the player to watch in this game for Texas is number 11, senior quarterback Sam Ellinger. In three games this season, He's 63 and a third percent completion percentage, 924 yards, 14 touchdowns, which leads the country, two interceptions, 130 rush yards, and one rush TD. Now, for him, his total offense is 351.3 yards a game. That ranks fifth nationally. Now, on the other side, the home team, 
Sooners who were who, who, this is weird because you know you got the Sooners coming off of a, a, a devastating loss to Iowa State and you got Texas coming off of a loss. This is the first time in a long time where both these teams are coming off a loss and they're playing each other and they both need a win, especially the Sooners, because one of the reasons is is that the head coach Lincoln Riley is looking to become the second coach in Oklahoma Sooner history to win at least four of his first five games against Texas. Can you name me the other coach? Okay, fine. Bob Stoops is the first coach. Now, when we want to talk about Oklahoma, you got to talk about this offense. I mean, they scored at least 28 points in a school record 55 consecutive games. That means when they step on the field, they already score four touchdowns. The thing is, can you keep up with them offensively? I believe Texas can. They putting up some points too. Now, let's look at these defensive ranks because along with their offense, they do come with a, with a D here. Their third down opponents. Now, this is the defense. The opponent third down conversion. They're ranked sixth in the country at 25%. The rushing yards that they allow in the country, ninth, 85 yards per game. And not only does that rank ninth in the country, that leads the Big 12. Hint, hint, what does Texas like to do when they're, when they're 22 and 2? And I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but I'm always going to be on time because when they're outrushing their opponent, Texas wins. But Oklahoma leads the Big 12 in rush defense. Now, the opponent's pass completion percentage is 20th at 56.9. You got Sam Ellinger at 63%. And the pass defense is 31st in the country with 232 yards per game. And I just told you that Sam Ellinger, he's put, he has 924 yards, so he's over 300 yards by himself. This is going to be an interesting game. But the thing is, I believe the, the, the favorite in this game are the Oklahoma Sooners by two points. I will go with the Oklahoma Sooners. Why? They're a little bit more desperate. The chances of them winning, not winning the Big 12 will be more eminent and more profound if they lose. Oklahoma Sooners are at home. They could put up the points, but I believe that their defense will make the stops that are necessary for them to take the win. I'm going with the Sooners. Next up, also, now, you have decisions to make here. I'm just giving you the information. You got to make the decisions because another game that's taking place at 12 noon, this is going to be on ABC in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and Keenan Stadium. Number 19th ranked Virginia Tech Hokies, who are 2-0, will take the number 8th ranked North Carolina Tar Heels, who are also 2-0, meaning somebody's going to take an L and no longer will be undefeated after this one. Now, uh, Virginia Tech, they lead the series 24 wins, 12 losses, 6 ties, and at North Carolina, they are 8-3-2. Now, look, when it comes to Virginia Tech, there's this one player that you got to watch. I can say all these good things about the team and the offense and the stats. Look, it's really about number 21, Kansas transfer running back Khalil Herbert. He leads the nation by himself per game. I know it's only two games, but 276 yard, all-purpose all yards per game. He leads... All of FBS in 156 rushing yards per game. He's the first Hokie ever to rush for 100 plus yards and register a 100 yard kickoff return in the same damn game, man. 
That's the dude that you got to stop if you're trying to beat Virginia Tech. Now, North Carolina, there's a guy that I want you to look at on the offensive side of the ball as well. Number seven, sophomore, quarterback, Sam Howell. 38 touchdown passes, most by a true freshman last year in FBS history. Do you know, can you name me the record that he broke? Okay. The previous record was held by Trevor Lawrence in 2018 with 30 touchdowns. Yes, the same Trevor Lawrence. That's the quarterback of Clemson that everybody is saying is going to be the quarterback Messiah when he reaches the NFL. Now, granted, Sam had an outstanding freshman year. Now people have begun to adjust and see how he plays. The numbers have, the touchdowns have dipped, but this year he's coming in at 65% completion, percent, completion percentage, 520 yards and three touchdowns. So he's still a solid quarterback. The numbers you're going to expect them to dip because people know what to expect. Now the defense, this is another thing that makes this team good. They're allowing 277 yard total yards per game. Now that's second in the ACC. Now, this is remember what I told you about Khalil Herbert? By himself, he's 276 yards per game. That's all that North Carolina allows, period. So, if you stop Mr. Herbert, there you go. The favorite in this game are the North Carolina Tar Heels by four points. I just told you why I'm going with North Carolina. You stop Herbert, the, the, the Tar Heels have the defense. They're going to come away with this victory. Next up, like I said, you have decisions to make. I'm just giving you the options. You're going to have to make the decision. This is at high noon as well on ESPN at Kyle Field, Bryan College, Texas. We're going to have the fourth-ranked Florida Gators who are coming in at 2-0, and they will be playing the 21st-ranked Texas A&M Aggies who are 1-1. Now, look, um, the Gators, they lead the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, the conference where you might as well call it the minor league of the NFL. Everybody in the NFL has one of their better premier players come out of the SEC. You can't say that you don't. And if you don't, that's why you're not a good team. But um, the Gators, they lead the SEC with 7.8 yards per play. I didn't say rushing, passing. I said Per play. That means every time they snap the ball, that's eight yards. Mind you, you only need 10 to get a first down. Message. Second in the SEC are the Florida Gators with 44 and a half points per game. And that is fourth nationally. Now, look, there are two guys that I want you to look at when you're watching the Florida Gators on offense. And I call them the Kyle brothers. Number 11 redshirt senior quarterback Kyle Trask. In two games this year, he has 10 touchdowns, okay? And they are, he he's passing for 357 yards per game. Number 84, junior tight end, Kyle Pitts. He leads all of FBS with six touchdown receptions. So pretty much Kyle to Kyle, the KK boys, is what it's all about for Florida. But then on the flip side, you got the Aggies who are 14-4 when scoring first and 13-0 when leading after the first quarter. You always hear these things, right? And then when they happen, 
How many times do you, is, do you see the team when you're aware of something stat like that, they wind up losing the game? Watch Texas A&M be up 10-0 after the first quarter, and you're like, yes! And they wind up losing anyway. But anyway, I'll just give you the information. Uh, number 11, senior quarterback. This is a guy that I want you to pay attention to when the Aggies have the ball. On offense, I want you to pay attention to number 11, senior quarterback, Helen Mont. He has passed and rushed for a TD in 15 consecutive games, more than any other SEC starting quarterback. When I look at this game, I'm looking at, okay, uh, Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, that offense, he has a great offensive mind, and he has this solid quarterback in Kellen Mond. But the Florida Gators, they are favored by six and a half. You got the KK boys. You got an outstanding defense that nobody really knows about in the Florida Gators. I think everybody's going to know about them after this game. I'm going with the Gators for a win. And I don't, I'm not saying this is going to be close. I could see this being a 24-17 a 27-20, 17-10 type of match. But I do see the Florida Gators winning by a touchdown. I will go with the Gators. Now, finally, a game that's going to take place at a different time. But this right here is the main course. This is the entree. This is the, oh, man, Greg is telling me all these games and I'm going to be out doing chores and I really can't pay attention to none of these games. Be in front of the TV by 7.30 because this is the game of the day. This is the game that you want to watch. This is the... Turn the lights down. Whatever you like to sip on, just get some ice. Because at 7.30 p.m. on ABC at Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, the number seventh ranked Miami Hurricanes, who are 3-0, will be taking on the number one ranked Clemson Tigers, who are also 3-0. So similar to the Hokies and North Carolina, somebody's going to feel a little hurt after this game. Now the Canes. They are 2-0 all-time in road games in this series. Now, two players that I want you to pay attention, and I feel that if these two players have a huge impact on this game, I think that the Canes could sneak away with this victory. One of them on offense is going to be number one redshirt quarterback, De'Eric King. His completion percentage passing-wise is 67%. 736 yards, six passing touchdowns, 180 rushing yards, one um, rush TD. I think for the Canes to have a shot, he needs to have that completion percentage around 65 and up. He's averaging 67 for the year, but I need it to be around 67 and up. And I also feel that um, the rush yards, I'm talking third and five, third and four, maybe a second and 14 when Clemson has that defense and the pass rush doesn't even allow him to, to, to scan the field and he can run for a first down or better yet have designed run plays for the quarterback where everybody's blocked and you're using De'Eric King's athletic ability. That's a key. On defense, number two redshirt senior defensive end, Quincy Roche. He leads the team with five and a half tackle for loss and two sacks. This guy's going to have to be a presence. He's going to have to introduce himself. Maybe not more so the sacks, but the tackle for losses and the pressures on Trevor Lawrence. Because Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for Clemson, he's been through it all, seen it all. He beat Bama as a freshman. So you know he ain't scared of nah. All right? Now let's go to Clemson. I mean, look, I'm not even going to tell you one person to watch on Clemson 
Just watch everybody. I don't care who you pay attention to. Pay attention to everybody on that team. You want to know why? Clemson has won 32 consecutive games. They are attempt regular season, that is, regular season. They are attempting to improve to 16-2 and all time when ranked number one. They've never lost a regular season game when they're ranked number one. Meaning that they've lost a championship game and they've lost in the playoffs. Meaning that when they're number one, if you're a Clemson fan, you might as well start booking them tickets to wherever the postseason is. And another thing, they're looking to win. This this one, when I saw it, they're looking to win their 47th consecutive game on Saturday. Can you believe that? 40, that means, I can't, there's only 12 games in the season. Out of all those games, you're probably playing maybe one or two not on, or maybe three not on a Saturday. You're talking about 47 consecutive games on a Saturday, man. Look, I could tell you about Travis Etienne. I could tell you about Trevor Lawrence. There's a whole bunch of players on that D. Look. This happens all the time when Miami is presented with an opportunity. When they're undefeated, when they're playing good, everybody starts saying, is the U back? Is the U back? The U is back. And we start thinking about those teams with Jeremy Shockey, Clinton Portis, Sean Taylor, Mike Rumpf, Kellen Winslow, Frank Gore. You start thinking about Bubba, Edwin James. I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on. And that's just the, that. That's just like the the um the the newer generation. We're not even talking about the '80s when they created the U. Look, to me, when it comes to sports, you get respect by winning. I'm a Notre Dame fan, as you guys know. Everybody says right when Notre Dame gets good, they never win the big game, and I hate to say it, it's true. Not only do we not win the big game, we never show up in the big game. And the big games that we do show up in, we make it nice and tight, but we never come away with the win. If the Miami Hurricanes want to be taken for real, they need to beat Clemson tomorrow night. And if they beat Clemson tomorrow night, then people will take them for real, and then people will say, the U is back. But until then, all they're going to do is play good and beat the team that they should beat, which is good, and then the teams that are maybe equal or a little bit better, it's a 50-50 shot. But games like tomorrow, if you want to say the U is back, you got to win that game. Who do I think is going to win? Clemson is favored by 14 points. Look, Saturday night at home, you got Clemson with all that experience, man. I mean, Dave, Dave I mean, I, I'm going with Clemson only because no matter what, Miami does to Trevor Lawrence, they're going to have to sit there and play perfect until the clock hits triple zero because that team at any point, at any spot on the field can explode for a touchdown. And Trevor Lawrence has won and lost national championships. Okay? He's a junior. First year, he beat Alabama for the national title. Last year, he lost to probably one of the greatest college football season teams 
and quarterback, quarterback individual season by Joe Burrow ever. Okay? So, Miami, and I'm not trying to knock Miami. I like them Canes, man. It's all about the you. But you know, if you don't get this dub, what time it's going to be? So, um, let me just end the episode with a positive quote, guys. And the positive quote that I want to give to you is, um, you have dug your soul out of a dark spot. You have fought to be here. Do not go back to what buried you. You have dug your soul out of the dark. You have fought to be right here. Do not go back to what buried you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.